have tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of June 12th, 2022, episode 212. From that spring has finally sprung city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barce. And straight out of 9226 with a great, garious, grandiose gob of diggity, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, it's time to get retro. That's right, AJ and I are going to be talking about ways that you can visit technology, games, computing from yesteryear, and a whole lot more. Won't you join us in the conversation? This, dear listener, is the Bellingham Podcast. Ooh, that diggity is just going through me. Chris, how are we doing? Uh, I have no doubt in my mind that I'm happy to be on the mic with you. And oh my gosh, it's nice to be recording at Casa de Barce in a uh, classified location. Uh, but it's so nice to see sunshine outside there. How about yourself? Me too. There you go. Ditto. All Ditto. right. Great idea for this episode as we've been uh, progressing in the two tens. Uh, for our, our episode numbers. And not only do we have a little bit of new gear that we're working with, and so you might notice a little bit of variance in my baritone, your... Whatever mine is. I think you could be alto. Sure. You're definitely not soprano. I'm not a soprano. No, uh, but yeah. We uh, wanted to talk about doing some, uh, going back to yesteryear, for those of you uh, listening to us who were alive in yesteryear, those computer games, those computer environments that you grew up with they're still around but Ooh, first yeah. but first we have some that's my sound effect for a broom housekeeping thank you very much <laughs> i'll be here all week folks aj's got new gear watch out here it comes if, 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 if you're curious about the whole new gear thing be sure you check out our Substack. we have a special edition just recorded it just recorded it uh so okay so uh, some some updates so analog explorer podcast season two that got derailed because of this thing called the pandemic yes uh i'm in production of it and i just had uh an episode drop at the time of this recording yesterday uh and i had it with uh one of the co-founders of Catonement, Kyle Snar. Uh, so, if you're interested in that, check that out in the Analog Explorer podcast feed. Let's give them a let's give them a one on one intro, sure. high level synopsis of AEP. AJ, it's been a while since you debuted the print magazine about yes. that. Tell us about the Analog Explorer podcast, please. So, the Analog Explorer podcast came out of our mini series that we did uh, here on the Bellingham podcast because I had a bunch of people who subscribe to the show who are in the Watch Fam, as am I, as are you, and we love the Watch Fam, by and the way. We love the Watch Fam, and so out of it and my publication the analog explorer which is my analog manifesto and my photography and travel and and tips and stuff all of that combined um i started bringing on people from the watch fam like alana diaz who's a, a local watchmaker and quite frankly i've been on the record saying she's probably one of the best watchmakers in all of the pacific northwest uh dan that, uh, from the uk yep. and a few others and you know out of it i intended to do seasons of it it wasn't going to be episodic like our show here but like as i meet and, and you know kind of get to know different people in the watch fam i was going to kind of build off of that 2019 rolls around i get some people lined up and thwack it stopped yep um and so i've, I've been slowly kind of bringing it back and i did a rebrand the analog explorer has a brand new uh logo and there's going to be some swag that's it's actually should be here on tuesday and let's and let's just make no mistake while while ZZ Top for over 50 years until His Majesty Dusty Hill passed on to the RIP, RIP, um, they had their own, you know, Billy Gibbons had his own side project, but they still did the recording for the uh, little old man from Texas. The Bellingham podcast continues to 
plow on on its way to Mordor. Uh, <laughs> if we'll get there eventually. And then we're going to throw that ring in Mount Doom. Thanks, Frodo. <laughs> But in the meantime, we have some other interests that AJ and I like to do that may not be Bellingham podcast yep. uh, related, uh, relevant, yeah, and or related to. So uh, the Analog Explorer, great uh, way to get an uh, interview and to be, learn more about the Watch Fam and get into that more in more detail mm-hmm. uh, from expertise. Which also d- goes into your dalliances, uh, yeah. the, the the personal technologist blog. Yes, that's a new uh, area of content creation that I have started up. And in addition to the Canvas Insider podcast and the Canvas Insider newsletter. And Gray Man. And the Gray Man technology newsletter. If you really want to be blown <laughs> away at, at short range with technology and the tinfoil hat life about how to you know preserve your online anonymity, security, and privacy, that's a newsletter that'll that'll make you think in a lot of ways. Gosh, Chris is a nerd. Anyway, which is I, also on Substack. <laughs> true. Uh, I've started a new, uh, project yeah. called the personal technologist blog. And what this is, is a culmination of 25 years of me observing customer support from a technologist standpoint. It, it's 25 years in the making of me observing other technologists and finally saying I've had enough. Mm. I'm calling out my technologist peers. This is how a technologist should be in approaching the client, never a user. It's always a customer or a client. And here's where they're coming from. Here's what we should be doing as technologists in being that concierge, their go-to person. I'm getting on a rant right here. I'm going to stop because this is the happy show. This is the happy show, Chris. But it's in progress. And I'm going to pretty much, these are my thoughts only, no one else's. And I'm unloading because eventually there's going to be a time where I'm not going to be walking this earth like Kane on Kung Fu. I'm going to be elsewhere. And I want these thoughts to be preserved in some manner so that other people might be able to read them, to laugh at them, to roll their eyes at, or say, gosh, Chris had actually a decent perspective on technology and how to treat customers. You diggity right. (laughs) Dig it, dig, dig, diggity. (laughs) All right, enough housekeeping. Let's get to the show. So getting along with the lines of, you know, maybe in the future, people will listen to your or, or, or read your your stuff about being a technologist. The we're, internet never forgets. No, no. <laughs> and so that is exactly what we are going to talk about. So you and I, especially, I, I have recently transitioned a little bit further away from the technologist side of things. But in the, ten, the decade that I was doing technologist, you still doing presently technologist work. Mm-hmm. The one of the things that you and I, with any of our clients, we like bread and butter, let's face it, is somebody has an old piece of technology or an old file and they need it back. And yep. what do I do? That's a great question. And I've got the I've got these floppy disks of mm-hmm. with some uh, WordPerfect files on there. Ooh, how about some jazz drive discs with some MOVs? They were my dissertation back in the day. <laughs> that one. And I need, I can't open them because I don't have a floppy disk drive anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, I can't put that into the USB drive. It doesn't fit. And, or I've got these movie files yep. or FLV or whatever have you. Yeah. Um, let me see. What was the real player file? RPI? It was I RP- think so. Yeah. 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 Real media. Real don't, media. Don't, don't get me started. 
<laughs> That's more of my realm. Yeah, no. no. Anyway, but what do you do with some of this old technology that you might unearth? Let's just say you're going through a loved one's house who happens to pass on. Exactly. And you have some of this information that may include some video. You just can't plug it into a computer and here's an external drive. Good to go. Right. And so that that's where this really came into is especially coming out of the pandemic. We've lost a lot of people and perhaps you did inherit a digital estate. Mm-hmm. And this these are some 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 tips and tricks from Chris and I to kind of help open up that treasure trove and so that we don't have lost data. Yeah. So there's some disclosures. So when it comes to old software or emulation or ROMs or all this other jazz, um, check with your country of origin for copyright and such. What we're going to kind of focus on is this term called abandoned where an abandoned where is kind of a grayish term where you have software that is technically still within copyright. However, the copyright really isn't enforced because the project or the software or the company has been dissolved or no longer exists or the software just has been abandoned. It's almost an ethical issue as Correct. opposed to a legal issue, if I may talk out of my butt in this instance yes. to contribute. Again, check, uh, check your country uh, of origin and see your attorney for details. But we're going to kind of talk around that kind of ethos. The other thing is, if you are using an Apple M series uh, notebook, so an M1, M2, M1 Pro. Or desktop. EIEIO. Mm-hmm. Um, VirtualBox, which is something that you and I often, I think even on our this show, we've we've mentioned it. Yep. You know, VirtualBox is this great open source, cross-platform virtual machine environment where you can load up an old copy of uh, XP or OS9 mm-hmm. or whatever on M-series uh, Apple Silica, VM or uh, VirtualBox don't work. Unfortunately, the new Shiny is making other software capabilities tarnished because it it, it does not compute to use a lost in space uh, error 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 uh, virtual box there there has to be there's a demand for those who use m1 Mm -hmm. m2 coming soon whatever the m2's already out yeah of course it is Um, all of these m series apple proprietary hardware Mm -hmm. they got there will be someone that's going to be able to go hey i got your hookup right this works and in the meantime oh by the way that's new stuff is probably buggy what do we do in the meantime? So a couple of things. So let's start off with retro OSs because that's kind of the first thing you're going to need to do. If you have an old floppy disk or an old zip disk or jazz drive, like I was, I was making a joke Made about iOmega. iOmega. I oh, miss yes. those guys. Yes, not. So um, something I found is a good alternative on the Mac platform is UTM, the universal touring machine. You- and instead of touring, like going around the, the road uh, in yeah. a car tour, Alan Turing, right? Alan Turing, correct. Right. And so the UTM, basically, it's a lot like VirtualBox where it's a, it's open source or you can you can throw them 10 bucks in the Apple uh, App Store. Um, both well, is the exact same version. Just one gets auto-updated. One is open source and you have to do it yourself. But UTM is great, especially if you need to uh, have like Mac OS 9. They have a pre-build where mm-hmm. you just download it and no geek required it's done yep. and it just runs. And if you check out our Substack, where we have a lot of other notes, mash that button, mash that link, slam that link, whatever the kids say nowadays. Please don't. don't Please su- don't. We love don't. if you subscribe to us. Thank you. But save your glass. Don't crack your glass by mashing don't the link. Don't be links. aggressive. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be. Okay. No, I'm talking about our listeners. Oh, right. Well, no, yeah, our listeners you. are, are completely you're a, you're mild-mannered. Puppy. You're a kitten. I'm, stop. Take it back. <laughs> I'm not a kitten. No, you're not a kitten. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Anyway, eventually that will get old, the rim shot, but you only use it sparingly. All right. Um, yes, we've got some notes and links to this. So check out the UTM link because that will explain a lot more than the overview AJ and I are given. Right. Uh, a couple other ones. Um, so DOSBox, especially if you have some old PC stuff. This is, again, another open source uh, virtual environment that allows you to use the old terminal. Yes. In, or sorry, a, a command line, command prompt, CMD. Uh, and basically, you can use this on your local machine. Or I found out through Internet Archive, they actually host um, kind of their own instance of DOSBox. And you can actually run um, either DOSBox or old... Um, OS is like Windows 95, Windows 98, all in a browser. It's rather comical how that operating system that took over the world back, oh, I don't know, 25, 30, th getting on 30, 30 years ago, coming up on 30 years ago. Oh, golly, I'm old. Uh, can now be run via a web browser. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a marvel at technology. Keep going. There's also um, PCJ. Uh, PC is another website that I found. Pretty cool jammas. Like I, I don't pajamas. know what PCJ stands for. Uh, it could be, uh, let me see, potentially crippling, uh, uh, what's a J? I forget. Juggernauts. Uh, possibly comical juggernaut as Camry 102.3 FM is. Great lead in. That's partially correct there, Jason. Uh, they are streaming all over the darn internet at KMRE.org. And if you happen to tune in, Right about, about now, now. <laughs> at the time of this recording, I look at my little Shino the Watch for the Watch fam uh, <laughs> listening in, and golly, it's 3.45 right now. Yep. They just finished up our show. They air it Saturdays at 3 p.m. on 102.3 FM KMRE. So anyway, PCJ, I think- Did I, you like my uh, radio DJ good. voice? Oh, that was good. I tried to throw in a, a jingle in there as yeah. well. I am sure our listeners are tired of hearing us riff and get back to the information. So Keep anyway, going. PCJ, I think it, it might be PCJS. And I think the JS stands for JavaScript or something like that. I, I'm not too sure. Anyway, it's something that I found that has a good instance of Windows 95 that you can run in a browser. The reason why I want to throw this one in is if you have that floppy disk, it will virtualize that input. So if you have a floppy disk, you can upload your file now bear in mind these are files that hopefully are not sensitive or security because uh, uh, related because you are sending them across to the cloud but for trying to open up old things this might be a way to get around um, not having old hardware to do so and also for those of you uh, listening who may not understand or be familiar with uh, the word the terms virtualization or utm or os's or anything like that talk to your six-year-old nephew or niece True. they probably know what's going on and they could probably help you absolutely moving on um, another one on the flip side of that of the same era in window in, in 95 um if you need old versions of mac os and you don't want to use utm there's sheep shaver which i don't <laughs> hang on what what you got to do that again sheep shaver i heard you correctly then sheep shaver okay three <laughs> that that lets you get mac OSs. yes yes huh. um i don't know I, I i i when i looked into this it doesn't look like sheep shaver is being supported by the original creator so i don't know where it is in the build i haven't used it in years did you read any reviews where they said it's not bad <laughs> oh wow <laughs> but dude so anyway <laughs> so anyway um i might put that in in post so <laughs> well the volume got, wasn't turned on Oh. You have to hold it. There you go. There you go. All right. I'm going to figure Chris, out this tech. Chris is, Chris is learning something new. So anyway, <laughs> Sheep Shaver, um, there's a new kind of, I'm going to call it a fork. I'm not 100% sure how they coexist or co-relate, but Immaculation, as in Emac, 
Emulation. Okay. Emulation. Yes. Um, looks like it's a, a more up-to-date build. We're going to keep it clean on the Bellingham podcast here. No explicit tags. No. And then um, uh, check out GitHub. There's, um, I want to give a shout out to Felix. I'm going to. Reisberg. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to guess it's Reisberg. Or it could be Reisberg. Don't know. Um, but he actually made in GitHub a kind of full full remote or not remote you can download an instance of windows 95 that that it, again le- i'm not gonna say no geek required but um light geek required to get this to run very cool what about you uh what about me i you know I, let's keep going with where you're at because you okay. got i get more of the lighter side of things toward the end fine, this has fine. been pretty serious for the computer techies and sure. those who are in dire needs to get some uh files or data access let's talk about some games because you're the gamer in this podcast. So there, and there's a ton and there's a lot of legality with this. Um, I'm going to talk about the actual, not the ROMs because that's where the legality stuff comes in. That's the games itself. But to get the actual virtual consoles, if you have a, a copy of, let's say, I don't know, Sega CD and you want to play it, it on a virtualized inver- version of the Sega CD environment on your computer. That's what I'm going to be talking about. Open EMU is by far, I think, the best virtualized cabinet that you can get. It has everything from like Atari forward. It's amazing. And it costs so much. And you had to wait and be standing in line to get these games. It's open source and free. Open source and free. Look how time has marched on and now the accessibility of this is mm-hmm. right there in your fingertips it's it's glorious if i could relate it to something that actually you you could speak a lot better to um if you're if you're like a movie buff you use um imdb not imdb the what's the what do you use on your nas at home for for plex plex yes. this is the plex for video games okay okay very good um for those of you unaware plex is a way that it's a piece of software that allows you to connect a drive of videos of home videos with mm-hmm. the family or let's just say a legally uh, acquired uh, movie content from, from the purchase of a dvd uh that you can watch through this software that has a very nice interface kind of like the uh, cover art and other things like that. Yeah, and OpenEMU does the same thing. You have that cover art right. and such. Um, if you want to go hardware-wise and you're a tinkerer, go get yourself a Raspberry Pi and check out RetroPie. Yeah. And that is just fun. You want to build a little arcade or if you have a little and you want to teach them the beginnings of uh, computing, this is a cool little weekend project you could do for under hundred bucks. We could do an entire episode on what you can have fun with, with raspberry pie. There's I a, like pie. a worldwide community about that. We got to be cautious about, you know, saying just go out and get one because raspberry pies, there's little tiny valid. Uh, they are little tiny circuit boards of information that you plug cables in and, and monitors and stuff like that. They're very economically affordable. You can do some work to get an operating system on it, but they're in high demand. And yeah, right now. the latest ones get snapped up pretty quickly. They do. Uh, but retro, or the RetroPie, this is the way to be able to go back to the yesteryear of all those games on a really small computing system. It will not take up a lot of space on your desk. No, no. Or you can tuck it behind your TV. Yes. That's what a get lot of people Get some Velcro or, or something like that yeah. to be able to put that back and you've got a clean system. Yeah, it's super, super small. What you'll notice also in some areas, such as like in our Bellingham library and other places, you'll see a thing called digital signage. And a lot of ways, Raspberry Pis are, are enclosed in some plexi, you know, cases and they will have some software. That's like a big old PowerPoint pretty much of uh, uh, presentation with all of the signage they want to have. You'll probably see this more than, you know, 
they're often powered by Raspberry Pis because a lot of companies don't have the budget right. to be able to have a big old Horkin computer system going on there. Anyway, I got way into the weeds on no, that one. No, that, that was good. Uh, so keep going. So, uh, so moving on from that, let's say you don't want to do any geeking, which cool, but let's say this, this, you're getting hit by this wave of nostalgia. Okay. And you want to kind of, th- kind of just at least tinker around with old games that are already made and legally there for you to to play check out the internet archives internet arcade so it's the internet arcade Arcade. in the internet archive okay um so think of it like a channel of the the internet archive Mm -hmm. right Uh, which i think i got some other channels exactly exactly. so internet arcade has a ton of the classics from our from from uh i don't i didn't see any nintendo probably because nintendo really leans on their ip and they make sure that everything is legal and above board but if you have like old atari uh an old itch for atari um some sega genesis like if you want to throw down on uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which was one of my faves. I've got a link in, in the Substack for that. There's also another one called Console Living Room. Can I just stop for a second? Sure. I'm going to interrupt you on this one because we live in the future. Mm-hmm. You talk about something that you grew up with enjoying thoroughly. Yeah. And now, years later, someone can click a link, touch a link, yes. and be transported and have that exact game that you enjoyed right there available to play. And going, gosh, AJ was right. This is a very entertaining, compulsively obsessive game. Insert coin, ready player one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so those are two channels on the internet archive that are that are in our sub stack. The last one that I have, and this is where I left this one for last because this is probably the grayest of legal areas. And that is the site, the Macintosh Repository. Ah. Macintosh Repository is a community-driven site of abandonware for the Mac. So if you have, like I do, legal copies of old games that you keep from that era, and you want to use like UTM to kind of replay them. Bear in mind, some of the, the virtualization stuff um, may not work for higher end graphic games because when you have a VM, it doesn't necessarily virtualize your graphics card. So if you have like, for instance, an old version of the classic Tomb Raider, even on my overly burly specced out Mac one uh, M1 Pro, I can't run that game because my virtual environment doesn't have a virtualized graphics card that can support Virtually it. Virtually a huge downer. Bingo. But for some classic stuff, there's, um, you know, there's a bunch of old software there. And that's where we kind of started this off. Let's say you have, you need to get WordStar or WordPerfect or uh, or a toast. This is something that I ran into with a client that had a toast. Um, they didn't use ISOs back then. Toast had its own Toast was a way that you could burn or encode Yeah, they had like discs. three or four disks that you would have to install, pop in, pop out mm-hmm. to install the program. So so if you still need to get access to those type of files, you might check that site to get a copy of it uh, if it's an abandoned where uh, software and then run it in some of these virtual environments that we mentioned. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that's, that's what I've got for the retro OS side and the gaming side and for the apps side of things. Technology fully covered. Let's have some fun in other ways uh, than technology. You made mention about the Internet Archive, mm-hmm. and it's at archive.org. Yep. Kind of like KMRE.org. That's right. Archive.org is a labyrinth. And what I mean by that is there is so much information there. So much information, I'm gonna tell you about a couple things and it actually fills the Venn diagram. If you're picturing two circles with the thing in the middle, you know, the, the thing in the middle, Retro and Bellingham. 
What's in the middle? How can we find Retro in Bellingham? I got you covered. But anyway, first, before that, I want to talk about if you were to, you, you mash that link that I provided <sighs> there. <laughs> the, I grew up watching game shows in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of obscure game shows that I, you know, there's a link. The Internet Archive at archive.org has a link to a lot of video files of these game shows that someone had videotaped on their VCR and uploaded the content to this site. Lots of game shows. It's fun to see that everyone goes nuts because they won $750 in the bonus round. (laughs) There's also a lot of classic TV shows. And not only that, the archive.org separates it by decades. Oh, cool. Fun fact, the thumbnail for the 1980s uh, section of these classic TV shows, what would you guess it would be? I have no idea. Because you weren't around in the Max, Max Headroom? Close. ALF. Oh, okay. Alf. Yeah. yeah, totally. So that, it's kind of cool. 60s, 70s, 80s. Give it a try because that show, in case you have some family who is advanced in years visiting, yep. here's a great way to be able to spend some time, watch some TV together that they would actually remember back in their day. Also, uh, there's an audio archive. And mm-hmm. in there, it's it's mainly, it's, it's kind of Grateful Dead heavy. There's a lot of live uh, <laughs> recordings of the Grateful Dead in there. And make no mistake. But there's also a lot of live concerts that have been uploaded as well in that venn diagram got a link that if you search for bellingham you're going to see a lot of video files of the i would say 2000 on Hmm. so it's it's somewhat retro depending on how we need to define Define it yeah but you'll see a lot of interviews with people some faces you might still remember from the past speaking of which if you happen to in the archive.org type in my name and Bellingham, kind of like a, if you were to Google me, Chris Powell Bellingham, you're going to see something in there that is p- part of my past. And no, it's not uh, implicative or, you know, it's, it's not embarrassing. Yeah. Someone in, on the internet, and I don't know who, but someone had downloaded all 50 episodes of this little project I had way back in the yeah. year. They're like, when you first started, I think in, yeah. uh, uh, you know, when the we first place. met, Yes. Um, I did a little podcast thing called the Minimal Tech Microcast. I remember. You were featured by them. I was featured. I was, uh, yeah, because, you know, I made a podcast that was less than three or four minutes. And it was my voice and that was about it. Someone took those and uploaded them to the arc internet archive, which never forgets. So if you want to listen to me back a number of years ago, go for it. There's also just, you know, in thinking about, um, how, how life is, uh, changed back and how it was, there is a place that never forgets as well. And that's the tube, the tube, the YouTube, uh, the YouTube. So it's not just all about the archive.org. You right now, if you have your YouTube app on your mobile device, you can click, smash that link <sighs> way back in the eighties. When I was a, a little shaver on commercial on television, they'd have this commercial for the Seattle Mariners. Now I grew up in Washington state. I grew up in Sequim. Sequim. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, the natives pronounce it squim, but everyone <laughs> else pronounce it Sequim. Uh, it's, it's native American for still water. If you're playing at home, but there is a, I was a big fan of the Seattle Mariners back in the day because they played in a place called the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Not T-Mobile Park or Safeco Field or whatever they're calling it this week from uh, corporate naming uh, conventions. And they had this jingle that has stuck with me for, I'm going to say, yep, I'll say it, 40 years. Take me uh, take me into the ball game. I want to see the M's. Mariners are playing hardball. Hit it again and again and again. Hit it again. And it was, <laughs> seriously... <laughs> That and then they all the highlights of uh, the Mariners who weren't that good a team. 
team back in those days no. and, and, and until A-Rod and Griffey Jr. and yeah. uh, Randy, Randy Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, that was, but in the 80s, that commercial, whew, man, that brings back some memories. Also, I was a big sports fan of the local football team known as the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And in 1985, they there was the YouTube has a you, you recap of the 1985 season. Oh, crazy! Kurt Warner, Daryl Turner, Steve Largent, Dave Craig, sing along if you know the words. Norm Johnson, kicker, you know Kenny Easley, all the all the cast of characters mm-hmm. uh, way back in yesteryear. That was really fun to watch as I, as we're preparing for the show. And then. Uh, Got to tie in Bellingham somehow with this, folks. Naturally. We got technology in Bellingham. Somehow there is technology in Bellingham. I found it on YouTube. Someone had taken these old reel-to-reel movie, not reel-to-reel. Someone had recorded video, right? And <clears throat> got it converted to digital somehow. They uploaded this. There is footage of Bellingham from the 1930s to the 1960s. Oh, cool! It's parades, probably through downtown. It's, uh, you know, and, and unfortunately they used, uh, you might want to turn your television volume down or your, la- your laptop volume down because there's the sound of the movie projector. <laughs> yes, that. Um, yeah. not, not really voices, but that's kind of your soundtrack. Anyway, yeah. great footage of what Bellingham was like uh, 80, 90 years ago. I was going to say 100 years ago. Yeah, just get, getting there. So anyway, a couple of places to look back at life in Bellingham. You got the Internet Archive. At archive.org and then a couple of links on YouTube, but just for from fun stuff. Dude, that's really, really cool. Yeah, you know, we gotta be able to give the people the what, people what they want. The people, the people, Chris. Before we sign off, is there anything local that you want to throw in that's coming up? Like I just went I just came back. Yes. Uh, this is Saturday that we're recording this. And the uh, Friends of the Library of the Pelham Public Library did a pop-up book sale today. Hey. And then today was um, uh, specialized around kiddo books. And of course, my five-year-old wanted to get some some good reads. Yes. So I gave him a whopping, you know, $5 bill and he went to town. And so, you know, we're getting back to, to congregating. Library still requires, or highly, highly... I'm not. They handed out masks. They yes. still. They still want their patrons to have masks, which sure. is cool. Um, but Chris, do you have anything that on your radar? Yes. Th- on the local beat, I'm always a fan of the Elizabeth Park concert series. Oh yeah. In that in Bellingham during the summer, it's a beautiful community event for those of you who may not be residents of Bellingham are interested in what life is like, what the town is like, and if, or if you are new to Bellingham. Thou shalt. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, between June 23rd and August 25th, Thursdays, evenings, mm-hmm. you will go to find on your Maps app, whatever that might be, uh, Elizabeth Park. It's off of Broadway and maybe Northwest in that zone. It, you, it, go off of Broadway mm-hmm. uh, in there. It's a beautiful park. They've got a gazebo where they have live music performances from 6 to 8, if I recall correctly. They have food right. trucks. You bring a lawn chair. You bring something to uh, snack a on a picnic, if you will. You got kiddos, bring them along. Guess what? Uh, and, they, and they decided to raise the admission this year uh, for be able to do that. They went from free pre-pandemic to free post-pandemic. Oh my gosh! Breaking news. That's right. It's it's uh, no cost to plant your chair down. It is a rather packed event based on who yeah, it you know, is. Who's it playing. really is. There, you will have live music from. Uh, folk music, ballads, big band swing, acoustic rock, blues and sultry vocals. Ooh, yeah. I'm all, I already got your sultry vocals right here. But anyway, you could watch it live uh, coming this summer. Rockable classics, PNW safe for bluegrass, 
That's awesome. Uh, Dixieland and uh, some dance bands. Sweet. So anyway, lots of great music, lots of opportunities free in the sunshine, in the Mm -hmm. warmth to be able to do something with your kids or go on a date. Mm. You want, you know, instead of sitting in a restaurant. Which can be awkward these days. Especially when you get the bill based Um, on how, yeah, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. All right. Uh, But here's a way that, you know, you've got music to be able to either enjoy or make comments about and then to have a couple hours. No problem Mm -hmm. to do that. You got visitors from out of town and it happens to be a Thursday night. You really aren't looking forward to having them come visit. I think you know what I mean. Family mm-hmm. members who've got some family that you really mm-hmm. you know. Take them to Elizabeth Park <laughs> because now they could all enjoy live music. And here's a way to kill two hours. Not kill. Not kill. To spend two hours of Quality fun. Time. That's yeah. right. And uh, got a link to uh, a great write-up from Walk'em Talk, our friends at Walk'em Talk, uh, who uh, gave the Elizabeth Park uh, write-up as far as this 2022 series coming in mid-June to mid-August. Dude. There you go. That's that's killer. All right. So I guess that's going to wrap up this edition. <laughs> Work on it. Come on, get that button going and try to, There you go. I just did that just for you. Yes. Uh, I promise I'm not going to do rim shots uh, every episode. It's got to be used in, in special occasions. <laughs> but that does wrap up this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get our podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area or in Elizabeth Park, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. They are streaming all over the darn internet, cellular signal wireless signal and a semaphore i heard at kmre.org <laughs> well, semaphore yeah why not i got i got some flags that i'm waving for you right now i might be sema three i'm aj Barce. and i'm chris powell thanks very much for joining us once again in episode 212 of the bellingham podcast so interesting to be recording and now we've got the music live in our ears i'm like grooving to this stuff normally we don't have this but with new gear uh if you listen to that special episode you'll hear a little bit more behind the scenes as far as why i'm grooving even though you can't see it substack substack substack